0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, one possession games. How often do they happen with BYU and what difference will Taysom Hill make in those games? New BYU speed coach Kevin Heiberger joins us in studio. How much faster can he make the Cougars and what tips does he have for the 5.3540 Spencer Linton? Plus, baseball coach Mike Littlewood tells us how BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament and their hangout with the San Francisco Giants. Let's
1: get it! This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem
0: Jordan and Michael Alisa. Yo, what up? May 20th. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Jerem Jordan and Michael Alisa. Hello. Thanks. Happy to be here. Welcome Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Story time. This morning... We had our regular 7.30 a.m. pre-production meeting for BYU Sports Nation. Well, once Spencer Linton usually rolls around 7.40, 7.45, whatever. Uh, he didn't show up. He didn't show up. Road trip! Apparently. I know it. We didn't know where he was. So, we called you and you came in. You are our Christian Stewart. We appreciate you I'm coming there. in today. I'm there when you need me. Yes. Back up. And then at 9.22, we see the following tweet. Spencer Linton hanging out. Playing laser tag with Taysom Hill. What the heck, man? Well, at least he was up early. He was. Yeah, he, he typically was a, like it, gets it wasn't in like here, he was just, sleeping in, right? At least he was doing something productive like laser tag. Yeah, it, it was just weird that we'd had no heads up. But seriously, the you hardest go play laser tag. Working with yeah, Taysom Hill though. So it's okay. So I think if it was with any other BYU sports athlete, I might give him a hard time, but. If now, it was ahead. with Mitch Matthews, is that an elite reason <laughs> to leave or not? I don't know. Hey, other awesome uh, news for debate. via social media. So the BY baseball team, yesterday we talked to Jared Jarvis, who hit the walk-off homer against St. Mary's Monday. We said, what are you doing on your day off? He said, oh, one of the parents of the guys on the team knows some people with the Giants. So yesterday, they hung out with the San Francisco Giants. They were on the field uh, before the game, and went to the game, and the Giants actually tweeted out a photo of BYU baseball. It says, "Let's take a selfie at BYU baseball." It's Colton Mahoney and a selfie stick. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. I'm a huge Giants fan. My whole family's from the Bay Area. How long so. have you been a Giants fan? Uh, about three months, but you know, I, I <laughs> think ever since the title last year. <laughs> yeah, ever since they won. But two in the last four. But you know, my mom's sides from uh, San Francisco, so okay. we're all 49ers and Giants fans. So do you like the Houston Astros too? Because they're good this year again. Who? Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Hanging out with the San Francisco Giants. The conversation is live 24-7 on Twitter. Using, use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation with today's Twitter question. Who or what will have the biggest impact in close games this year for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Become a member of BYU Sports Nation. At BD Hain, he says, Johnny Linehan will have the biggest impact... Of its, uh, of its close due to the importance of field position. I think that was if it's close. If it's if a close it's game, game okay, it'll thank be Johnny Linehan due to field position. Now, that's an important thing. Is that the, the uh, biggest impact? That's interesting. That Okay, I recall hmm. a game in 2011 against Tulsa that you played in. Red alert. Uh, um, you didn't play in that one? In, against Tulsa in 2011? No. No, it wasn't us. I mean, was it 2010? Tulsa? No, it was 2011. You yeah. did not play Tulsa in 2011. The bowl game in 2011. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But okay. I, did, I did not okay. play that game. I was hurt. Riley is concussions. Yeah. <laughs> Riley Stevenson helps win that game for BYU. That's right. That could be that kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. And then you got the Matt Reynolds block with the no helmet. The huge block. That yeah. was awesome. Which became illegal the next year. Because of Maybe that Maybe because of Matt. <laughs> Seriously. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. Here are the BYU Sports Nation headlines. This is what we're talking about today. The West Coast Conference Baseball Awards came out yesterday. Dylan Robinson, a first-teamer. Hayden Nielsen, a second-teamer. Colton Shaver uh, made the freshman team. Now, I screamed from the rooftops on Twitter there, what the heck with Colton Shaver because he led the league in all games in home runs, RBIs, and slugging percentage. The WCC awards are only based on conference games. So he he got no love because he performed really well in non-conference games, particularly against Utah and Utah Valley. Well, then it makes sense why wouldn't it wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, we want them in the first team or second team, but well, rules are rules. Yeah. Dumb. Be, they only take the stats from the games. No, I get it. I'm sorry. Because you could schedule a week and then have good st- Whatever. Right, I get it. Right. But congrats to Dylan Robinson, who finished the season as the overall batting champ in the West Coast Conference. Very nice. We'll talk to Mike Littlewood coming up on the show in about 25 minutes. Major day in the minors, Michael Lee. So listen to this. Taylor Cole. Uh, former BYU pitcher with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. I know you're a huge fan of them as well. Oh, I love those Fisher Cats. Double A ball for the Blue Jays. Started the game yesterday, threw five innings, four hits, gave up one and run, got the win. Adam Law, a Provo high guy. You went to Timphu. So oh, there's yeah. a little bit of natural hay there. <laughs> Tulsa Drillers, double A for the Dodgers, went two for four, coming off an injury. And then Jacob Brugman went two for four with three RBIs and a triple in double A as well. Congrats to him. And then this one, football news. The Remington watch list came out yesterday for the nation's top center. Tijan Karoma, not on the list. What do you think? Are you kidding me? Seriously. Tijon Karoma, freshman All-American. I'm As someone who's been on many watch lists. Two-time Doak Walker two-time Award Doak Walker watch, award list, watch list And I did not deserve it. <laughs> but here's a guy who actually deserves to be on a watch list and is not there. I'm outraged. Tijon Karoma, I'm sorry, man. You deserve to be there. Absolutely. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The difference between eight wins and ten wins. Presser
1: in zone. It's caught. Touchdown, BYU. It's the senior captain, Skyler Ridley.
0: A, fla- a flashback to the Houston game 2013. BYU wins that. Uh, 47-46. A one-possession game win. For the BYU Cougars now, BYU plays in a lot of close games. Uh, you you got used to this in independence. BYU plays in close games. It's a thing you have to get used to. And then uh, if you're on the top side of those wins, that can make a huge difference in a season. Right, because no one looks back and says, "Oh, was that a close game or or you know was that a blowout?" They just see the wins and losses, right? And that's just how football is, you know. And, and I think that. Uh, I honestly think BYU gets in these a little more often than, than most teams, or, or maybe it's the same amount, but, but we, we definitely harp on the losses, right? So let's talk about these close wins. Yeah, let's talk about wins and how often this actually happens with BYU, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is 10-10 and 10 in games decided by one possession the last four seasons. 20 games the last four. That, that means you're playing five of your 13 one-possession games. That is eight points or less. Did you get used to playing close games? Yeah, and I like them. Honestly, those are my favorite games. They're so fun. More than blowing the other team out? More than blowing the other team out. And I, I would say it's, it's a, a more enjoyable game to watch as a fan, too. Am I, Am I... Am I wrong yes. in saying that? The Houston game was one of the best games of the last couple yeah, years it, that we it, just played the soundbite from. It's probably going to shorten your lifespan because you're so anxious all the time, but <laughs> it's the more fun game to watch. And when you're playing in it, you're with your brothers, you're there on the field, it's just you. It's up to you to win that game. You've got to make a big play. And I love that moment. There's nothing that beats that high. I remember talking to Daniel Sorensen after that game the next week, the Houston game specifically. It's 47-46. And I said, man, that game was fun. And he looked at me like I was nuts. Because he was thinking... Oh, we gave up forty six points, and I've been grilled all week in practice about it and everything. Right, but I'm thinking I was entertained, and BYU won. So that's the bottom line at the end yeah.
2: of the day. Win those games or was, an L?
0: Yeah, and twenty games the last four years. You play five of those games, so BYU going five hundred in those games. Okay. So what's so what's a a thing that Taysom Hill can control going into this tough 2015 schedule? With BYU. To me, you mentioned it on the show recently. You said he's a closer. He's Taysom, a closer. Taysom Hill is a closer. And this could be a huge thing with BYU football this year. That, this could be the difference, Michael Lisa, between an 8-win season and a 10-win, 9-win season. Yeah. And I, I think Taysom from the get-go, when, when, was his, when would you say his, his day debut was? As a I, starter, I, it was I, against I think, Hawaii in 2012. Yeah. And then and his first play from scrimmage was against Washington State. He threw an 18-yard touchdown pass. For, for me, it was the Boise State game. Oh, you mean like his breakout? Right. Yeah. When, when when people started noticing. until 2012, 2012 at Boise State. 2012 at Boise State. We lost six to seven. Now, now he didn't start that game, so we're not going to count it against him. But he did come in and move the ball single-handedly, and then bulldozed over probably three or four Boise State defenders to score our only touchdown. In, he was the only player from the state of Idaho on that team. And he goes in into Boise. He scores the touchdown. BYU obstacle for two. Unfortunately, they don't get it. Otherwise, they get a, a win on the blue, which would have yeah. been the blue turf, which would have been huge. Well, well, he was the only offensive player to score a touchdown that whole game. That's right. <laughs> because the BYU defense BYU or didn't or give up the touchdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he, to me, and I mentioned this at the very end of the show, he is a difference maker as well. I agree with you. I I think he's... Because he's on the team, I think that BY fans and BY players, and I want you to speak to this, believe that you're in every game because there's a lot of members of the team, but someone's got to lead. And if Taysom Hill's on the on the field, you think that BY did you feel like the offense could win same, any game? Same impact that Jimmer Fredette had. He might not have been having a great game, but he would have drained some, you know some shot from five feet behind the three-point line, and all of a sudden the whole team is back in it and the whole crowd is back in it. He's your star, your impact player. He makes one big play, and all of a sudden everyone believes we're going to win this game. John Beck yesterday on the show said the exciting thing about Taysom Hill is you think he could score a touchdown on any play. It's been a while since yeah. we felt yeah. like that. Yeah, he'll throw for it or run for it. Every play he's a threat, and you just never know. I think we felt like that way. The, maybe the last player we felt that way with was Austin Collie. Where, okay, on any given play, he could catch the ball and go for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Dennis Pitt, I did, he, he's a tight end. He's not that kind of deep threat. Um, Harvey Young, uh, not great speed, but an excellent running back well, in all but, facets. Yeah, I was going to say Harvey, yeah, Luke Staley, definitely. Yes, and now, you're, one one guys, now you're going back 14 he, he years. You give him the ball you know, on the two-yard line going out, and he could probably run it for a touchdown. You just never know. one, of, one the, of those crazy athletes he, like that. Absolutely. He was amazing. So 5-2 and two as a starter that, uh, in one possession games. That's Taysom Hill's record. He's 5-2. and two. He's 14-6 and six as a starter overall. So in these games, Taysom Hill has proven that he can put BYU in position to win and has won five of those seven. Now, if, if you equate that to this year, and this year's schedule's tougher than uh, what's been played, I think that you would think, okay, that's around, what, 75%, 70%. You're looking at hopefully winning three of four. Yeah, In one possession right, game. Right, right. If you play five, you're winning three and a half. So you're so, saying so, Taysom wins 75% of all close games. 71. 70, 71% close of all enough. close games. One and possession game. We're, we're going to say, okay, guaranteed he's probably going this, to this guaranteed. Will okay, but chances are we're eight and five at the end of the season. But That's you, how you but, feel but with but they, me? But then you equate in Taysom Hill with a 71% wins in, in close the- games, and that probably gives us three more, right?
2: So, one, so one or, we could potentially
0: two. have 11 wins. With yeah. The, with yeah, I think of those eight, you're counting that one or two might be those, those exi- close games. Yes. Okay. So to me, it's okay. Eight, eight wins is if you go 500 in cl- close games. Okay. So if you go three and one, if you play five, if you go three and two or four and one, now you're talking nine or ten wins to right, me. Yeah. That's something really tangible. And, and, and that, yeah, that I can believe. I can definitely believe that with, just because it's Taysom Hill. If there, we had another quarterback, I'd have a hard time looking at this schedule, saying, yeah, we have 10 wins. But with Taysom Hill, yeah, I, I can definitely go for that. So you're with me. You think that uh, eight is a, is a good number for wins this year? Oh, if we – eight games, I would deem this season as a success, Oh, honestly, yeah. because that is a tough, tough schedule. You look at that schedule, go through each team, and honestly ask yourself, which games are we going to win? Which games are we going to lose? Eight, ga- eight Winning eight games, is, that's, that's amazing. Now, with Taysom Hill, yeah, I think we get nine. Maybe ten. If the close games be he could he could have that. Just because of then. his closing yep. his closing factor. He he can take over a game with one play. Okay, this number, this eight that you've come up with twenty fifteen, what was that number that you came up with as a senior linebacker looking at twenty fourteen before the season? You as a current as a Player that's in the heat of things, you never really you never do that. You didn't do it? You do not go you through a schedule. You didn't look at the whole schedule. No, you don't go through a schedule and I say, I don't believe you. We're probably going to lose this game. Oh, this game, we're going to win. <laughs> Why would you do that, Jeremy? You're, you're no. already deeming, you're like getting yourself ready to fail. Probability No, versus no, no. probability no? out the window. When you're an athlete and you <laughs> believe in yourself, believe in your team, you tell yourself, I'm going to win one game at a time. That, that's it. I mean, you don't, you don't even look ahead. You can't. It's, it's an interesting balance between confidence and uh, naivety. You know what I mean? Because okay, you, you want to be realistic well, about yeah. it. Well, You want be be realistic, realistic. you say You say, this, yeah. this team's going to be very, very hard. If we don't prepare, we're not going to have a good chance of winning. But as a good athlete, I mean, you just got to say, we're going to win this game. You have to believe. We're going to work you, to win this game. You, you, mo- you almost have to just swim in positivity to give yourself a shot. Yeah, yeah, have you ever maybe. read the book, The Secret? Right, it's it's about. You know, I don't st- know about the secret. It, it, it's it, a secret. It, it's positive. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know. It's an inside <laughs> thing. But it's it's all about positive energy. And, and as an athlete, you have to be positive. A pessimistic athlete is not going to win many games. Sure. Yeah. If I was an athlete, I would think differently. Uh, part of the reason I think the way I do is because Spencer thinks so positively. So I, someone you, you we gotta, can't both. You got to bring balance to the force. Balance. Yeah. Balance to the force, my man. Listen, Our our nerd is showing now, definitely. (laughs) The only thing that really matters right now is how BYU performs on September 5th.
1: Countdown to the Cornhuskers.
0: 108. We're catching up. We're getting there. You need more reps, dude. You need more reps. That's all right. Today's Twitter question. Who or what will have the biggest impact in close games this year for BYU? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At JeffreyJC395. The fact the games aren't in the afternoons anymore. Yes. <laughs> They're not in the afternoon. Yeah, that's, no. What? <laughs> well, what what's the difference going to be? I don't know. How does that change? I don't yeah, it's, know, a, know, it's okay. a joke. Just one of those it's things. a joke from the old guy at the uh, Big Blue Bash a couple years ago. You heard about that, right? No, I don't know. No? What is, no, what is that? I'll tell you during the break. Okay. Coming up, new speed coach, Kevin Heiberger. Joins us, plus BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood tells us how BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Don't forget, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join BYU Sports Nation by using the hashtag BYUSN. Michael Lisa is going to be up tomorrow watching this. You should too. And listening, BYU baseball in the West Coast Conference taking on Pepperdine, the three seed versus the two seed tomorrow, 10 Eastern time. You can listen on BYU radio or watch Mm -hmm. on the W Mm dot TV. You do not want to miss that. It's big. It's big. BYU has not been to the NCAA tournament since 2002. They've got a shot. Really? Yeah. Wow. They've got a shot. They got it. They got it. The key is to win that first game. Yeah. Coming up. We'll talk to my thinking like an athlete. Thank you. Dude, I, if I, One game at a time, Jerem. maybe It's just Come so on. cliche. It's just so <laughs> cliche. I can't do it. Our Twitter question today. Who or what will have the biggest impact in close games this year for BYU? At BYU Pilot. I'm guessing he or she is a pilot. I'd like to say Taysom Hill, but in close games it will be our special teams slash kicking game. Hope Johnny Linehan is ready. Don't Second forget. Second tweet about Johnny Linehan. Interesting. People <laughs> love him, man. Yeah, um, I know. Trevor Sampson is a huge part of this, too. He was pretty good. I believe he was what eight for ten or eight for eleven, nine for eleven from within within you know forty five in. BYU wins the Central Florida game last year and others recently. If they have a kicker who can go into the fifties, that this is this mm-hmm. is a point of emphasis that I think needs to be addressed with BYU football because you can win if you have a good kicker. I hate to do it, but I got to do it. That team up north, the best special teams in America. They're a nine win team because they have the best kicker punter and now, so I'll say this about Trevor. Trevor was lights out in the beginning of the season, and and then missed a few here and there. But overall, overall very good. very very accurate kicker. I, I would say last year he didn't have the quite the leg that we would have hoped for. You know, you know, a, a distance kicker. But I think I think he's getting better. Well, from what I hear, he he's, he should be able to hit some some long um, uh, field goals. BYU needs to we'll be able see. to go. Yeah. High 40s instead of going for it at the 38-yard line on 47. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you don't have that, then you Because you're can... getting three or six extra points. And, and that's going to help you win the close games yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Close games have been a thing that BYU taken care of on the baseball diamond of late, getting the three seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Now joining us live from, I assume, Stockton-ish is BYU Baseball Head Coach Mike Littlewood. Mike, where are you guys?
1: We're in Napa Valley right now. We're heading to Stockton about uh... – Oh, uh, an hour and a half, a couple hours. Uh, practice today at one thirty, uh, and get get ready to go.
0: Awesome. The California road trip continues. Tell us about. Uh, well, well, first, let's talk about the St. Mary's game. Uh, the strategy going into Monday's game because one, you're you're the home team on the road, and then two, if you win, you get the three seed. Yet you want to save your arms. So, how did you manage all those things and still get the win?
1: Well, we we got good performances by Brady Corley, Brady Corliss, and then. Uh, the rest of our pen. Riley Gates was outstanding. Jeff Barker, it was nice to see him get an inning, uh, get back on the mound. And James Langle, although he he blew the save in the ninth, he threw well, uh, uh, didn't get a couple close pitches that we wanted, and then came back in the tenth and and got it done there. And a big hit by Jarrett Jarvis. You know that interesting thing. Jarvis hit a home run in the in the, a walk off in the bottom of the tenth, which was pretty incredible. But um, and fitting, a senior who hasn't played a whole lot in, in the last couple months, but has just completely been a team guy, kept himself ready to go and, and does something like that for us. But on the other side of it, um, Anthony Gonsolin for St. Mary's, who I think is their best pitcher, best stuff, he had what I thought was no-hitter type stuff going into the fifth. He had a no-hitter in the fifth. And uh, Colton Shaver broke that open with a home run, got us a run, got us a hit, and kind of like let us realize we can actually hit this guy. He was pretty tough yesterday.
0: Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. They take on Pepperdine tomorrow, 10 Eastern time. You can listen to that right here on BYU Radio. So you stay in California. Jared Jarvis tells us Monday you're going to hang out with the Giants. So we see the Giants tweet out a picture of the team. Colt Mahoney brought his selfie stick, apparently. Uh, what was that experience like that. for you guys?
1: It was really cool. I, uh, a couple of days before, we kind of started putting this plan together. We didn't even know the Giants were in town until we, we won – And secured a berth, and we knew we were going to be here for for a while. And uh, I just sent Jeff Kent a text, and I said, "Is there any way we can, you know, anybody there that can get us just in the gates to watch batting practice with both teams? Because usually, the the, in a big league park, you can't when you when they open the gates, the home team's done hitting and the visitors are halfway through. And so we, for baseball guys, we thought shoot the BP and pregame is better than anything else. And so. He worked it out to uh, get us actually on the field, got us in three hours before the game, and we saw uh, Madison Bumgarner hit. We saw all the Giants pitchers hit. It was kind of fun. It was it was uh, unique and, I think, a great experience. Team, just a, kind of a bonding experience for a bunch of guys.
0: Absolutely. But first, let me take a selfie. I, I, I <laughs> When I was a college athlete, I loved being around professional athletes, and I'm sure that was just a special time for you guys. And... Honestly, I'm. I think it's been an amazing season, Coach. I've I've had a lot of fun watching your, your season. Two and ten start, and then all of a sudden twenty six and thirteen. How has that been?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, thanks. I mean, it's uh we we want people to like what we're doing, and I think these guys play hard. That's the one thing. Right now, we're playing with a lot of confidence. We really feel like we beat we can beat anybody, and of course, we didn't want to really see Aaron Hill. We would uh, San Diego's number one pitcher. He's one of the top. I think half a dozen pitchers in the entire league. He throws 93, 94 with four, with three other pitches he can throw for strikes. He's pretty, pretty devastating. He's had one bad outing this whole entire year, and is the pitcher of the year in the in the West Coast Conference. So, you know, you can always say, well, it doesn't matter who we play, but we probably didn't want to see him. So that was huge. But I think these guys just every single week have gotten better and better. And when we were two and ten, I, was, I kept telling people that this we're not a two and ten team. We played a lot of tough teams on the road who have been together for a long time, and they, they understand each other. And we were just trying to feel our way through and, and kind of get to know each other just a little bit in a real competitive setting. And uh, I, I just knew we were better than our record showed, and, and uh, the guys believed that. That was the, that was the, the biggest thing. Uh, Dr. Craig Manning was with us all the time, and uh, he understood that we're, where we were mentally, and we all felt good about it. Uh, I think everybody in the program, felt good everybody outside the program is going "Uh oh what's what's happening but we felt felt really good about where our season was going to go and the guys stepped up and we did a, you know they did a great job getting us to this point
0: you've won five of six going into the conference tournament that one loss was by one run uh, where's the confidence level right now of your team going into the tournament
1: well it's 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 as high as it's been because when we take the field we feel like we're going to win that's that's the big thing and that's something you can't really. Anybody who's played any organized team sport knows that you can't fake that. It's uh, you can you can kind of fake it by yelling and, and cheering and doing all that stuff, but you know that confidence and that moxie is an inner belief, and and we have that right now. And it doesn't matter if we're we're like we were down what seven one against uh, uh, Santa Clara, we end up losing the game in extra innings, but we came right back and tied it up seven seven. It's just nothing really affects us a whole lot. If we're, if we're up, we keep playing. If we're down, we keep playing. and uh, You know, we just keep playing until, until the final out, and that says a lot about how, how we've approached every single game this year. I don't think there's one game in the 50-whatever, 50, 52-53 we've played that we simply haven't shown up because we didn't have the will to win. Uh, and that says a lot in, in baseball because there's so many games.
0: Coach, let's talk West Coast Conference Awards. I I was a little shocked personally. I thought there'd be more guys. What's your take on the West Coast Conference Awards? Is, is three guys enough?
1: No, it's not. Um, I was saying, shoot, I must have been the coach of the year if we only have three guys on the on the all all West Coast. Because <laughs> I mean, it's it's just silly to me. It's, and it, it's to me, honestly, it's a lack of respect for maybe a non West Coast team and and uh, those guys. Maybe you have to go earn their respect. But I mean, we beat every except for San Diego. We beat every one of them two out of three. So why they wouldn't have respect for our guys, I wouldn't know. But that's that's my feeling. I mean, Bronson Larson has hit in every until the very last game. Had got a hit in every single game. Hit 380, um, and and he doesn't get honorable mention. That's kind of silly. Um, Eric Urey was a little bit unlucky, and but he was hitting 350, gets hurt. To me, should have been at least honorable mention. I, I don't know. I mean, I think our pitchers' numbers are a little bit inflated because we we throw it at. Uh, 4,500 feet, um, it is frustrating, but I think this is, this is a pro, probably the only venue that I talk about that on because I'm happy for Dylan, I'm happy for Hayden, I'm happy for Colton, but um, I'm a little bit disappointed for some other guys. Mason Marshall is another one, 4-0, ERA below or right around two, who just pitched. He's thrown 18 innings in league play, and every single one of those innings our high stress innings he doesn 't go in there when we 're up four runs or down four runs. He goes in with guys on first and second in a tie game and to me that deserves some at least attention and respect uh, but I guess we just have to keep keep this thing going and win the league and, and maybe get uh, maybe we 'll get four next next year if we win the league.
0: UOY baseball coach Mike Littlewood on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars, the three seed, taking on two seed Pepperdine in the West Coast Conference tournament tomorrow night. Tell us about what your uh, plan is for Game One, who your starter is, and then how you manage that in the double elimination tournament, especially pitching.
1: Well, we're going to start Brandon Kinzer. I mean, I, I, he's been he's been the guy for us. It's just kind of been steady Eddie. Um, I think he you know he'll he'll do great against Pepperdine. He's he's really. Uh, Against in his last start, he gave up five hits in one inning and one hit the rest of his six innings. I mean, he, he was just really lights out, a little, little bit unlucky. But I, our team feels really comfortable behind him. And if we need to use Colton Mahoney in the pen as a closer, we're going to do that. Um, we're going to win. We're just going to go all out to try to win that first game. We won't throw Rucker because Rucker's going to throw game two. And then we'll see where we're at after that. But um, I like that with Colton Mahoney throwing the third game. Or using Colton in the pen if we have to, where he can come out and just you know kind of go at him as hard as he can. Uh, we're going to start probably Parker start at third base. He's been swinging the bat really well for us. Not really sure what we're going to do in left field. Cordorge has had a couple chances and um, you know has had good at bats and bad at bats, and you know honestly Jared Jarvis has kind of done the same. So it's kind of hit and miss with those guys. But we'll go out and practice today and get a feel for what we're going to do that way. Uh, but we love Bronson Larson behind the plate. He does so much for us catching wise and throwing. So. Um, the, the biggest thing about us is it really wouldn't matter who we play right now. We're going to face a great pitcher in McClellan anyway. Uh, he's going to be 92-93 with three-pitch mix. So it's not like, it's like the lesser of two evils. Who do you play, Pepperdine or San Diego? I mean, they're both great teams. And uh, we'll have our work cut out, no doubt. But, but I believe Pepperdine will have their work cut out as well.
0: Coach, we've been talking about Taysom Hill's role in close games for BYU football. We want to know, who is the guy on your team who makes the biggest difference in close games?
1: You know, it, when Ben Ben actually Bagley sent me that, and I started thinking about that, I don't think there's one guy, honestly. Um, in a close game in baseball, it really starts on the bump. I mean, everybody uh, looks at who's hitting wise and stuff like that. But when, in extra inning games, it comes down to getting a leadoff guy on and then executing. Uh, so – every every one of our guys, one through nine, even Colton Shaver, is. Dylan Robinson might be our best bunner, although we don't have him bunt a whole lot. So it's execution and getting key hits, and we really feel comfortable with guys, anybody up there, getting a key hit. Obviously, Hayden Rogers probably has the most um, two, or excuse me, Hayden Nielsen has the most two-out RBIs, and so he's a guy we'd love to see up there. Dylan's a guy we'd love to see up there. Chauncey's a guy that, who puts together great at-bats, but uh to me, I would say it comes down to the guys at the end of the pen, Mason Marshall, um, James Langle, Keaton Sanatienpo. I mean, anybody who we bring in, uh, and Riley Gates, a left-hander who we threw in there the other day was, was just outstanding, and he's going to really be good in the future for us. 89-90 from the left side and a 12-6 curveball. So I think it's on the mound and then just executing uh, um, offensively, and we've done that, what, seven out of eight times this year, won those extra inning games, so that's kind of nice.
0: Well, you've done your part. You got the three seed. You got into the tournament uh, with 16 wins, exactly what you said, and we give you the BYU Sports Nation karma as you prepare for Pepperdine tomorrow. Good luck, and thanks for the time.
1: Thanks, Coach. We'll take it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood. Again, 10 Eastern time tomorrow on BYU Radio. Who or what will have the biggest impact in close games this year for BYU? Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, he's the fastest coach on campus, Speed Coach Kevin Heiberger joins us in studio. How does he get BYU faster? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by the Cougar Club. Sporting BYU's 623 student-athletes, welcome to the club. Jeremy Jordan, Michael Lisa, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Don't forget, you can download the show podcast on iTunes and stream it at BYUSportsNation.com. Listen, the other day I saw a tremendous tweet. In fact, it was yesterday. Where are the blue goggles? Go there. Nicole Williams, Jamal Williams' mother, was wearing her blue goggles. Took a photo. Oh, she's, yeah. She's a sheriff in the sheriff's department. I didn't know that until today. Wearing my blue goggles on a Tuesday. Thanks at BYU Sports Nation. You can get your own. You have the right to cheer on the Cougars. Yes, on the BYUstore.com. You can get blue goggles, get your BYU Sports Nation t shirt, get your swag like Jay Swag Daddy's mom at UCLA grad. Can, I, can I just say a quick Very funny cool. story, really quick? Absolutely. I, I got this under good, from good information, good intel. Jamal's mom was in California at the Cougar kickoff signing autographs, signing footballs, helmets, shirts. <laughs> what do you got? I'll sign. I'm Jamal's mother. Here you go. Of course she was. She's, she, a, she's a superstar. Yeah, she, she's a figure now in BYU Sports. I love it. Yeah, she's got, and because she's got her blue goggles too. It's the blue That's goggles. what I'm talking about. Let's refresh today's BOE Sports Nation headlines. The West Coast Conference Baseball Awards came out. Dylan Robinson, a first-teamer. Congrats to him. Hayden Nielsen on the second team. Colton Shaver, the mm-hmm. freshman home run king. He's on the all-freshman team. And also, BYU Baseball hung out with the Giants yesterday. They went to batting practice, as we just learned from Mike Littlewood. The Giants tweeted out a picture of BYU Baseball. Very cool. Your team, the Giants, the World yeah. Series champs. My, my, those are my guys. That, how cool would it be if one of those guys go play for the Giants eventually, or at least for the organization Triple A, Colton Mahoney could be drafted AAA. by the Giants uh, in June. I believe it. Hey, awesome. Speaking of, major day in the minors for the Cougars. Taylor Colve with the New Hampshire Fisher cats AA Blue Jays. Started the game five innings. Uh, pitched four hits, only one earned run. Adam Law back from an injury with the Tulsa Drillers. Double-A team uh, for the Dodgers. Went two for four. And then Jacob Brugman, two for four. Three RBIs, including a triple. Nicely done by those guys. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, the Remington watch list came out, awarded to the nation's best center. No love this for Dijon ri- Corona. That's ridiculous. I, I still can't get over that one. His biceps are on the Remington watch list by themselves. Yeah. and He's I- first team all biceps. <laughs> first team all arms. His yeah, those guys. Are, uh. I, I'm they, call, they made a mistake on that one. Absolutely. I, Next I, year, he'll be on that list. Yeah. But I, 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 sure. I guarantee you, someone's over there in the, the room where they decide that, and they're looking over and they're like, how did we miss this guy? Yeah. Anyway. They don't know. They'll know soon. Nebraska will know soon. <laughs> Speaking of BYU getting ready for that, trying to increase their speed. They've hired a new speed coach. In fact, the official title is Assistant Football Performa- Performance Coach. Kevin Heiberger now joins us in studio. Kevin, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good. Thank you for having me. Did I get your title correctly? Assistant, yes. Yes. assistant football perform- performance football coach. Football performance coach. Okay, so you've been called the speed coach. Is that accurate? Are you coaching the speed?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm the one who uh, can coach a technique, get the technique down, uh, program the technique for the kids, and program the speed development for them as well.
0: A lot of people are excited about this hire because this is a thing. You always want to get faster, always want to get better. Um, so, I guess, where would you come from, and uh, what are your plans for BYU football?
2: Um, so... Let me backtrack a little bit. I'm originally from Iowa. I uh, went to school at University of Iowa and Iowa State University Rivalry School, so it wasn't, it was good. Uh, <laughs> so I went there, was looking for a job, and the only thing I was being able to available were uh, internships at the time. So I finished my master's degree, went down to University of South Florida where I met Frank, and uh, he and I got along right away. And so we had the same thought process, same, same uh coaching philosophy, same coaching technique. And I went with him to the University of North Texas for about eight, nine months. And financially, things fell through, and he helped me get a job at IMG Academy, where I was there for the past four years. And I was blessed enough to work with a guy named Lauren Seagrave, who's the top sprinting coach in the world. So we dealt with a lot of NFL combines and speed camps and worked with all athletics.
0: Are there some some notable guys you worked with that people –
2: people would know. Uh Russell Wilson? Heard of him? Heard of him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> recognize that name somewhere. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> Taylor Lewan, who's a tackle, Luke Jokel tackle, mm-hmm. very drafted very high. Um Justin Gilbert, uh corner, went to Browns. Ooh, put me on a spot here. There's a uh Stephen Hill, Muhammad Sanu, uh Kirk Cousins, a lot of guys that uh guys came through in place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so now uh you've been hired again by you're working with Frank Wintrick yes. again. Um, so he, I assume he's the football performance coach, performance coach, and then you work specifically on speed with guys is that the hierarchy ish sort of, I guess, how, I mean, how is we, it?
2: but we work really, really close together. Mm. And so it's, it's a give and take, you know, we come up with some ideas, try to come up with some really creative ideas. Like, well, what do you think about this? Well, let's try this, you know, and just kind of really sit down. I mean, we spend hours and hours programming just for the summer alone, just to get everything going. So, uh, it's more of like a working with relationship than really working for so it's really nice.
0: I, I think that's the way it has to be, because if if your lifts and your, your exercises don't coincide with each other, then you know guys are, are doing two different things that that are set on two different goals. but i i I love the fact that we got a speed coach now. what what was what went into play for BYU bringing you on board for, for our team this year?
2: Well, I mean uh, Frank called me and he was like, "Are you interested in coming to BYU?" And I said, "You bet." No question. So I leave Bradenton come out, and I came actually earlier just to help out a little bit. Um, took some PTOs from my work before and worked with the guys, and we set up the programming and everything and really worked on just strictly acceleration technique, and that's the majority of the game. And so we would try to do a lot of wall drills, sled work, and then opens and just kind of repeat that process over and over and over until the guys technically got it from a neuromuscular standpoint, and that way they were able to run really quick and really fast. So we got to get it where it it becomes automatic for them.
0: NFL.com released a list of the top 15 Heisman candidates. Taysom Hill was number 11 on Monday. And in that um, summation of his game, they said he had okay speed. We laughed really hard at that. (laughs) Uh, Did you see the Texas game, sir? (laughs) How would you define, uh, in the time you've gotten to know Taysom,
2: his speed? Taysom is one of our... Obviously, one of our top athletes, and uh, he has been really good with all the sprinting and and running. We've only gotten really up to fifteen, twenty yards of actually just getting to go. Uh, Taysom's always in the front, so he's got really good speed. I don't have a time on him, so I can't really give you. But like it's a not okay
0: speed. No, he's he's
2: a really good athlete. He's <laughs> he's actually incredible. Uh, to be honest, he um, Tim Tebow came down to IMG, and I compare him to really Tim Tebow just from a size standpoint. Tim's probably a little bit bigger in the upper body, but uh, Hill's got him way better in the lower body. So I'd rather have Taysom as the as that aspect, <laughs> bigger bigger legs. Now,
0: speed wise, would you compare him to Russell
2: Wilson? Russell Russell ran, I believe, a four five seven low low four six high four five, um, you know, and it everything that's dictated on those 10 times, 20 times, and then the last 20, we always break it down that way and just kind of figure out, okay, does he need more top-end speed? Does he need more acceleration? Um, not having Taysom's numbers, it's hard for me to, like, say, yeah, he's that fast, but just looking from my eyeball test, he's, he's, he's something special.
0: Who's the fastest guy on the team
2: so far? Oh, geez. Put me on the spot. I'm going to probably hear this back from the guys. Oh, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Um so far, uh, Harvey. Harvey's pretty fast, Langley. He's really, really fast. Our wow. linebacker, he's, he's something special. Um, some of our wide receiver, Mitch, he's really quick. Devon's very, very quick. So we got some guys um, from a size standpoint that are, are, have some pretty good ability. Uh,
0: we talk about speed, and it, it seems like there's quickness, which is make you miss uh speed and then there's straight and speed you know outrun a guy how how do you define and work with that with the guys
2: well so we break it down to linear speed and change of direction so one day we'll do strictly linear another day we'll do strictly change of direction so i guess what you're talking about like quickness be able to move and juke that'd be our change of direction day Mm -hmm. where we can kind of break it down there and when we do change of direction type exercises we're looking at can they get their cleats into the ground can they get their heel down into the ground and then change directions when we're talking linear speed we're talking hit the ball of the foot don't let your heel touch don't drop your toe and get the knee up high and apply force we look at it as from if we can increase their speed from a linear aspect in a general sense we're going to get faster overall as a team meaning multi-direction because it can take those same they're using the same muscle groups going laterally that they are linearly so if we get faster in a linear sense we're going to get much much faster and change of direction even though we are still spending a lot of time working on getting those cleats down and change direction.
0: Which position group needs your
2: coaching the most? Right? <laughs> well, actually, I'm, uh, I'm assigned the wide receivers and defensive backs, and which is good because I can teach them more max velocity um, technique, which those guys will be covering up to 60 yards distance max or even more. Um, it's kind of like when you get closer to the ball, strength is what applies, you know, alignment, lineman. But as you get further away from the ball, strength – Yes, it's important, but speed really, really becomes important. So as we get further away from the ball, that's where I take over, and I really work with the wide receivers and defensive backs.
0: So would, would Frank be working? Frank Wintrich be working more with the offensive line and defensive yeah, line? Yes, so he
2: works He works with the okay. uh, O-line, D-line, uh, specifically when we get into our specific groups. But right now we're, we're all working together and trying to get everything going with the group as a guys.
0: Physically, that seems like that, it, that equates. Yeah. <laughs> he, he works with the lineman. You work with the But my question is you. if you're like a combo guy, say linebacker, running back, I don't know where the quarterbacks fit in there, maybe with the skill with the um, receivers and DBs. But if you're a linebacker or running back, do you get 50 50 from both you and Frank?
2: Well, and Coach Justin, he's, uh, he works with our linebackers specifically. And when we get into our break off into our individual groups, he, he, has, a, he has a real good challenge. Uh, working both we got to get really really strong but we also got to be able to move and so he's going to be dabbing both um from a strength aspect and from a speed aspect he's going to be doing both so well what
0: what's what's in store for the guys uh in the next couple months as they kind of have to do player run practices and kind of how much involvement do you get
2: with them um from the the practices standpoint, well, uh, your involvement, well, my involvement, I, when they get actually get into practice, we, uh, obviously warm them up and get them with the ready prep and that's gotta look sharp. It's gotta be on point when we do that. Cause that starts the whole theme and that actually s- sets the tone for our whole practice. Um, but then once they're done with that, we kind of, we kind of monitor the group, make sure they're going where they need to, uh, moving quick to the next, next station, the next station that we're always, we're always on, a uh, Firing on all cylinders, basically, you know, when we get to one group to the next.
0: So, in the next three months, you can actually observe and coach a little bit? Well, I mean, some restrictions,
2: <laughs> right? well I'll have like a lot of us, uh, I'll have some injured guys. Once they're done with working with our athletic trainer and PT, I can deal with them. So, if they have one bad leg, I can work with the other leg and then two arms and their torso. Uh, so, they're always going to be something to do, and there's always something busy. Right now, when we get into the summer, my teaching aspect and Frank's and everybody else, Justin, will be really working on hammering down technique and getting the feet down and just working on simple skills that will help transfer and translate over to what they do in practice.
0: Well, sounds awesome. Michael Lisa, I think you needed to get like an extra year. Uh, every... on, uh, hearing all this. <laughs> I probably could have actually been fast for once <laughs> in, my, in my career. <laughs> Dang it. Missed yeah. out. Awesome. Well, well, we'll catch you in the future. Uh, the other co-host who's normally here, Spencer Linton, uh, he said that he could run a four nine forty. He ran four a four nine. He ran a five three five. So white dude, thirty three years old. Could you get him to four nine? Who's so, whose athletic uh, prowess was thirteen
2: years ago? And where did he, where did he run the forty m? Five three five. five. Three. He's got a chance. Mm. He's got a chance. Oh, You've given
0: him so much hope. Well,
2: I, the only reason I say it is because when we when we work uh, from our past numbers at IMG. In the 40-yard dash, on average, we drop people's 40 times by two-tenths of a second, mm. up to four-tenths of a second. But 33-year-olds. I, I want to give him a hope. I want to give him a hold. And in order for him to run a 4.9, he would have to
0: drop it by 0. .45 seconds.
2: Yeah, so, I mean. So that, that's a push. That's, it, it is a push. I, I give him a high, high five. Or no, I'm sorry. Low five, high 4.9.
0: If he gets a 4.99, nine, he'll be like, oh, I did 4.9. We're like, come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, that would be pretty good. But. Kevin, great to meet you. Appreciate the time. I know a lot of people are excited about you being here.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm very humbled to be here. Uh, thank the coaches a lot, and I'm looking forward to next, this coming season. It's going to we'll, be a blast.
0: We'll have you back in because we've got to dig into how you have to sponsor. Yeah, we got to get him fast. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Iberger, new uh, assistant football performance coach, the speed guy on campus. Coming up, what questions do you have for Michael Elisa? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We introduce Ask Mike. Hit me with it. You ready for everything? Anything you want. Anything. Anything. Wow. Bring it on. Use the hashtag BYUSN. You single? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Coming up June 24th, we're almost a month away, a full day of football programming on BYU TV and BYU Radio with BYU Football Media Day. I said the word BYU like eight times right there. Doesn't hurt. As my grandma would say. that's a good the, word to say. The BYU. B.Y.U. Uh, It's going to be a great day, June 24th, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. State of the program kicks things off. We'll have a full slate of programming we'll announce a little bit later. Our Twitter question today, who or what will have the biggest impact in close games this year for BYU? At G. Hansen 25, a healthy Taysom, the O-line, and Bronco back as the D coordinator. That's three bases. That's three Covering all your bases there. And that's pretty good, yeah. (laughs) So I'll go, you know, the first one is a healthy Taysom. To me, that's key to the whole season. Yeah, that'd be number one. Okay, we mentioned a uh, new segment here called Ask Mike. Michael Elise is going to field your questions. So let's Bring get on. Let's get to Twitter. At JayLinahan9, Jay Johnny Linehan, Johnny Rugby. Hey, man, please don't throw BYU's elite moving crew under the bus again on today's show. Much alofas, bro. That's not really a question. But if I was going to give an answer, I'd say, okay, I won't.
2: <laughs> because they win national championships yes that's, that's all w- that's all they do yeah they just w-
0: win rugby national championships every year yeah we uh, so, uh, yeah johnny did. johnny jokingly said to me later uh yeah all of us were fired last time you <laughs> mentioned what we do or don't do on the moving crew with the rugby guys but he like, played it off pretty well like i wasn't I was sure like, really and no i like laughed initially but then i was like wait yeah no. at p underscore norton we continue ask mike mike who's your favorite byusn host Brian Logan. Oh, yeah, you went safe. That's not true. I know the real answer. You just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Brian, you're the guy. Okay, <laughs> keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. Uh, at, BYU, no, at at Spencer underscore Linton. Who's this guy? I've got a question. Why would Mike ever take Jerem Jordan's lead to go with the top button look? Whoa. Whoa. We, Whoa. Hey, who said it was your lead to go? Like this is your thing. I don't understand. I, I can't button my top button. Guys, well, this is why I really did it. If I don't bump my top bun, you know we have the floating collar? Mm-hmm. That's really why I did it today. No, you did it because it's awesome. You don't oh. need to justify oh, it I'm to Spencer. I'm not trying to look all hippie, hipsterish. I am. <laughs> Up top. You know who else is? Tyler Haas. He weighs in. What did Spence, Tyler say? Don't worry, bro. You'll figure it out one day. <laughs> <laughs> so is, the, is he telling Spencer to start doing it? He's, yeah, figure it out, Spencer. That's what okay. he's saying. Okay. Well, just life. <laughs> figure life out. <laughs> all right. At BYU Pilot. Use hashtag BYUUSN and ask Michael Elise a question. In your opinion, Michael, would the football players rather play a weaker schedule and win more or play the best teams with greater risk? That, it's, it's widespread. I think you're going to have guys who lean both ways. I'll, I'll answer that with a majority. I would say the majority would rather play the best teams. Just because that's, that's the, the competitive athlete in each person. You want to take on the Giants. And BYU is this year. So, would you have rather played 2015 than 2014 schedule? Nebraska, Michigan, UCLA, yeah, yeah, Boise State, all that. I, yes, yes, I would. That that to that to me sounds fun. Is is uh, putting yourself out on the line, taking the risk, seeing what you're made of, you know, all, the, all that shebang. Yeah, let's play the let's play the the best teams. Use hashtag BYUSN to ask Michael Elisa a question. Uh, let's see what. At D Young 1993, what was his favorite area that he served in on his mission? My favorite area was. You go to the same mission? The island of Curacao, which is next door to Aruba,
2: It's oh, right nice. above Venezuela. Yeah.
0: I'm not. I want to brag, but I'll take a few seconds to do this. My mission Puerto Rico, <laughs> we had like the whole Virgin Islands uh, chain, and then we had the Dutch Antilles down above Venezuela. I was like all of these tropical islands on a plane every day. Sounds awesome. really tough. I mean, yeah, hard life. Guys, but server mission, guys. Awesome. You, you are our Annie. <laughs> it's a hard knock life in Puerto Rico on your mission. What's next? What do we got next? Hey, if you have more questions that we didn't get to, tweet at Michael Lisa 42 uh, He'll be to an- happy to answer those, right? Oh, yeah. I love these questions. Bring it on. Keep them coming. Hey, coming up, BYU had a major day in the minors yesterday. Plus, did Tijon Croman make the Remington watch list? BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help! Help! When you need it most. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. Three Cougars were named to the All West Coast Conference yesterday. Battling champ Dylan Robinson was named to the first team, Hayden Nielsen to the second team, and Colton Shaver to the All Freshman team. An update on the notable performances in the minors yesterday. Adam Law, back for the Tulsa Drillers, went two for four. Taylor Cole, double A New Hampshire. Fisher-Cats, that's a thing. Notched to win on the mound. And then Jacob Brugman playing double-A for the Midland Rockhounds went two for four. Tomorrow's guest, uh, Jordan Pendleton, coming up. Speaking of performance, he's worked with many of these guys trying to get them into the league, of former BYU linebacker. Today's Rise and brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Hoping you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Dylan Robinson. First team on West Coast Conference and the West Coast Conference batting champ at 364. Nicely done. By Dylan. Way to go, Dill. Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Kevin Heiberger, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand on org slash BYUSN. For Michael, I'm Jeremy. Shout out to David Tafuna. BYU Sports Nation back at it noon Eastern. Take a ball. Safety.